Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ohio State, Notre Dame, prime time. It needs no introduction and neither do these two. But I'll introduce him anyway. Tim made the 40-year bet. Andy Backstrom. It is, of course, Friday. A football Friday in the greatest city on earth, Columbus, Ohio. That means it is time for bold predictions. Tim May, you are first because not only are you the 40-year vet, you're the only member of this media contingent, all of us, that witnessed Ohio State beat Notre Dame the last time they went to South Bend. So you have the honors. Uh, That was 1996. Remember like it happened... uh... Like eight days ago, still a bit of a haze. Ohio State played two quarterbacks that day, uh, Joe Germain and Stanley Jackson. Uh, they were replacing uh, Bob Hoying, a three-year starter. I'm not going to get into the whole history of the game. <clears throat> the point is Ohio State went up there and took care of business 29 to 16 against a good Notre Dame team. Lou Holtz was still there. I told you about the press conference they had in a tent outside uh, the stadium because they were renovating the stadium at that point and uh, the locker rooms weren't available and all that kind of stuff from a from a interview situation. But when Lou Holtz walked into that interview tent, he looked as white as the interview tent was. It looked like somebody had drained the blood from him. That was a huge loss. Uh, Urban Meyer, who was on that Notre Dame staff, he and I talked about it this week on Urban's Take. Huge loss. These games matter, you know. No matter where, when you schedule them in the season, that game was in September. Uh, I think Ohio State's ready to take care of business. And what was my uh, question? The bold prediction. The my show, bold, the title of the show. Bold prediction. Uh, we're not doing score prediction yet, right? No, mm-hmm. it's just the bold. My bold prediction is the last time I saw this guy play on a huge stage, Marvin Harrison Jr., Georgia, which purportedly had the best big-time defense man had ever seen, although evidently they didn't see that Missouri game and some others last year, uh, had a day or evening. He's going to have another evening. Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have a minimum three touchdowns in this game. And I'm saying three touchdowns instead of three touchdown catches because you never know where they're going to come from, especially where they've sprinkled him into the slot this year. You think he throws one this year? I don't know. Point? That'd be fun. That doesn't count, though. That would be a passing touchdown. I guess. Total touchdown. But I'm going with, for the third week in a row, Travion Henderson scoring two touchdowns. I think that an important part of this game is running the football. Ryan Day wants to run the football as part of this offense. They've been able to do it up and down the first couple of weeks. I mean, last week they had 204 yards, but that was against Western Kentucky. It struggled to defend the run against anyone. So I think this is a big test. Can this offensive line give the push and open the holes? Can Travion Henderson continue to do what he's been doing, but really maybe take the next step? I mean, he scored four touchdowns so far, but he hasn't had a 100-yard game. I think he gets one in South Bend with two touchdowns. One two, three, three Sam Hartman turnovers. This Ohio State defense, this Ohio State defense doesn't get very many opportunities to hear about this kind of thing very often. They really don't. But this week, guys, maybe I'll eat my words, but like, we gotta chill a little bit. Sam Hartman's a really good player. Yes. This Ohio State defense is also really good though. And I've seen a Sam Hartman turnover game before. I saw him throw four interceptions against Wisconsin, not in person. I watched it on TV, though. 
It was ugly. Um, there are just, he's a streaky turnover guy and one can turn to two very quickly. And then the, the second one, the defense gets some momentum and you get a third. I think Ohio State's going to turn him over three times, whether that's a forced fumble, whether that's a couple picks, tip drill, tip throws and overthrows, you got to get those. Uh, I sound like a secondary coach because maybe I should be one. Who knows? Oski, 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 you're going to say that? Absolutely. Uh, three turnovers for this Ohio State defense. I just think that, that this group is going to prove that the Silver Bullets are back uh, at a level that we haven't seen since 2019. And, uh, yeah, they have a lot to prove, and I think they're, they're ready for that challenge to uh, okay. offensive player of the game. Don't I, don't I have to go with Marvin Harrison Jr. By all means, yeah, absolutely. But no, I'm picking Cal McCord, the quarterback. I think Cal McCord is ready for this moment. You know, he's a junior. In the, in the old days, he is a junior in school. He's had enough experience to know what to do and what not to do, which is be uh, careless with the football in a game like this. Uh, I think uh, Cal McCord is, uh, if, if, Marvin Harrison Jr. has the kind of day I think he's going to have, and Cal McCord's going to have an even bigger day statistically. Our Cal McCord, a game offensive MVP. More than Mecca Buka. I mean, I guess either Tim's going to be right or I'm going to be right because both those receivers can't have a massive day. I don't know if he's going to have a massive day. I just think he's going to make a massive play at the right time. Uh, I don't know if that qualifies as a game winner, but I think we'll come away with saying, hey, that was a that was a crazy play that he made or a really important play at least. He had two touchdowns last week. I feel like we're not talking about that a lot. Um, he led the Big Ten most receiving touchdowns last week. He's someone that kind of always flies under the radar with how good Marvin Harrison Jr. is. I think he's also very, very good himself. I think he makes a play that at least turns our heads. Yeah, and just, think, just think what was left on the table last year when Jackson Smith and Jigba got hurt in that game and had to retire. Obviously, Xavier Johnson came in in his place and had a, the go-ahead touchdown catch, which was huge. But just think about the stuff <laughs> that could have happened in that game offensively if he'd been around. That's the Emeka Igbuka role this year is to be – when Marvin Harrison Jr. gets whatever, double, triple, you know, quadruple teamed, uh, Emeka Egbuka has a shot to definitely have a huge game on Saturday. But these guys can't be that naive. They know what Emeka can do, too. Uh, the offensive player of the game for me is Josh Simmons. What do you got, big fella? Like, what do you got? How are we going to judge that? Um, is Kyle McCord's jersey clean? Well, I guess it's turf. You yeah, know what I mean. It's like this. Is Kyle McCord kept clean in the pocket? Is Kyle McCord able to deliver on time to be the player of the game? Is Kyle McCord able to stand in that pocket, stand tall, and deliver strikes to Emeka Ibuka? Is he able to get the ball to Marvin Harrison Jr.? I'm not really questioning much on that right side of that line right now. I think Donovan Jackson's getting all the things that he struggled with those first couple weeks really ironed out because he's too smart not to. If there's going to be an issue, it's going to be at left tackle. I think Ohio State's offense is going to do some damage in this game. I have no choice but to take Josh Simmons because if Ohio State's going to do well on offense, he has to play well. He has no choice. So to me, it's, okay, you chose to leave a starting role at San Diego State. You chose to come into this environment at Ohio State. You wanted it. For this. You could have stayed. People get selected in the NFL draft from Mount, uh, wow, from the Mountain West all the time. Yeah. There was no reason that he had to leave there. He chose to. He's at Ohio State. What do you got? And I think he's going to do really well. So I'm going to take him as the offensive player of the game. Did, did you pick up offensive lineman earlier this year? That was no. me. Huh? I actually picked Josh Simmons. Yeah, week Josh one. Simmons. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I just remember when I did last year. Remember I told you when I picked Josh Fryer to be offensive lineman of the game against Indiana. No, no, you no not Josh Simmons. DeWan Jones. 
And he <laughs> didn't even play. <laughs> Just like when I picked the uh, the the uh, shutout a couple of weeks ago against uh, Youngstown State. Of course, they drove all the way down on the first drive and scored. That's what the you... folly of picking an offensive lineman or a uh, shutout. Uh, defensive player of the game. A defensive player of the game. You know, I hadn't really, really, I hadn't settled on it. It's got to be somebody from the front four. It's got to be somebody getting off uh, and causing havoc uh, in the realm of Sam Hartman. So, you know, the hot take is Tyleek Williams, but maybe isn't it Mike Hall's turn? So I'm going to go Mike Hall, defensive player of the game. I'm going with Tommy Eichenberg. Just for all the reasons you said, like these are the games that all the star players have to play really well at. Hey, the star on the defense is Tommy Eichenberg. The one that picked up this defense first from Jim Knowles was Tommy Eichenberg, and he is the mold that everyone else is trying to follow. And he's and really been a good example for that this year as well. He's still playing at an All-American level. I think he shows up again against Notre Dame. And, hey, he might blitz a lot too because he, he gets some pressure too on the quarterback. You talk about pressure up the middle. A lot of that's blitzing too. Jim yeah. Knowles likes to send those linebackers. Tommy Eichenberg is usually one of them. And we've seen a blueprint earlier this year of some of the things that Jim Knowles is probably going to expound on in that realm and stuff. And uh, how big is that running back for Notre Dame? A big boy. Yeah, that's, boy, you you got to put your big boy pants on when you go, maybe some bird dogs, but you got to put your big boy pants on when you, when you go in there and go against a running back like that because you know no matter what, no matter how vicious and violent you are, it's going to hurt some way, some form or fashion every time you hit a guy like that. So uh, I can see that, Tommy Eichenberg. Yeah, I I like that. Also, his brother played at Notre Dame. Uh, go two for two against Notre Dame, your brother's school. You can get some real bragging rights at the Thanksgiving table there. That's yeah, a, we would like to have spoken to him this week, but I guess we didn't get to. That's a good That's a good one. I like that. Uh, man, a lot of talk about, about Sam Hartman, a lot of talk about this offense. Um, but they're going to turn the ball over three times, so – uh, Lathan Ransom is going to be the defensive player of the game because he's going to have one of those picks. I just, th this guy uh, has some, I guess, a little bit of redeeming to do. Um, the Michigan game was, I don't think was his finest game. Um, he didn't play poorly, but it wasn't his best. Um, the Georgia game, uh, he just, unfortunately, to be honest, it's just a freak thing that happens to athletes every once in a while. You just trip. Like everybody trips and he just fell down. Um, but a lot of people look at that as as the defining play of that of that uh, Peach Bowl comeback for for Georgia. All of those uh, football sins can be, I guess, uh, washed away if Lathan Ransom has a good game against Notre Dame and they go into South Bend and win with a dominant defensive effort. He's going to get challenged a lot because I think they're going to like these these slot receivers, Chris Tyree, against a guy like Ransom in the slot. Um, he's going to have a chance, and uh, I think he's going to make the most of it. Uh, I like the way he played last week. Got after it, broke up a broke up an option right in the backfield. I mean, with a blitz. I mean, uh, Jim, Jim Knowles likes the way Lathan Ransom is playing now. Uh, that's I'm just giving you some verification on your pick. Score prediction, Tim. Certification. Uh, I've been thinking this all week uh, for a long time now. Uh, Ohio State 34, Notre Dame 24. In my opinion, that is a shootout. Uh, but I think Ohio State in the end has more ammunition. Ohio State 34, Notre Dame 24. Tim, you've been spending too much time around me. Andy, go. I've already said it this week. Ohio State 31, Notre Dame 28. I think this is going to be a really close game. I think it's going to come down to the fourth quarter, maybe even the final drive. 
Uh, I really think both teams are very good. I think this Notre Dame team is not a pretender. Even if they lose this game, I think they got a shot at the college football playoff. I think Sam Hartman is the real deal. I don't anticipate three turnovers, but maybe it happens. And I think this one's going how down to the you? wire. First of all, how dare you? I mean, it could happen. I just, I think he's going to play well. I just, I, I think that Ohio State's more talented. I think that ultimately they'll come out with a win. But I think this is going to be a good showing by Notre Dame. And I think it kind of will affirm that they are a legit contender for the CFP, regardless of taking a loss here. This game reminds me a lot of the Penn State game from last year, where Ohio State got dragged into the mud for three quarters. And you just thought, man, this is going to end in like a 21 to 16, just absolute slugfest and you look up at the scoreboard at the end how the hell is it 44 to 31 you like, know why no I, I know that uh but it's like though it's just one of those games where you scratch your head and it's like how does that what was the like, final score again 44 to 31. who will remember 44 well, in that game i know what happened i was there what i'm saying is no, I'm just it's one of those games where you look up and all of a sudden ohio state's got 40 points and you say how did they do that because they just had 16 or to 18 what seemed like two minutes ago that's the kind of game that I think this is, is I think Notre Dame, for all of the offensive firepower that team now possesses, is still going to try to drag Ohio State into the mud. And you have to come back on the other side of that and clean yourself off. I think the Buckeyes were able to do that. And I was going to go 34-24 because I watched the Alabama-Texas game, and it kind of looked a little similar to what I think this game's going to look like. Um, maybe not as dominant by Ohio State as it was for Texas against a, a bad Alabama team, in my opinion. But... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna up it a little bit. I, I think that this game ends up being being a, a higher scoring affair than a lot of people think. Even the folks out in the desert who are much smarter than I am think. I, I think Ohio State's gonna get to 41. I think I think Notre Dame is gonna end up at 34. I think this is a 41 to 34 Ohio State win. Because they're gonna um, let it all hang out. Man. Both teams are going to to be um, pardon the French balls to the walls. And this is going to be a what do you have in the in the biggest moments game. And if you ask me to trust uh, an Ohio State offense um, or a Notre Dame offense, I don't care what the experience looks like at quarterback because I care what the talent looks like on both sides of the field. And I think Ohio State has more talent. It has more options of those big-time players who make plays in big-time games. It's no, no slight to Notre Dame, but like I'll take Marvin Harrison and Mekabuka, Julian Fleming, and Trayvon Henderson over anyone else in the country, let alone what Notre Dame has. So give me the extra touchdown for Ohio State to win by a touchdown and, and get over that hump and come back here. You know, when we do when we do this, you're supposed to give the, the you're supposed to give your prediction and then maybe a little brief thing. It sounded to me, I don't know what you thought, Andy, that he was talking himself into it as his prediction progressed. What'd you think, Andy? I don't know. I mean, I thing. think this is a game where you, you kind of have to talk yourself into things because yeah. it's it's so even for me. I mean, for me, I think these are both two really good teams. Like sometimes Notre Dame is ranked way too high in the preseason poll and they come out and they win a few cupcake games and people think they're great and then they crater. I think this is a good Notre Dame team. So I, I understand why you need to like flesh it out. When they came back out after that lightning delay at North Carolina State and did what they did, you know, they left no doubt. Yeah. You know, they've left no doubt in every game they played so far this year. They're four and oh, you know, uh, and in past that, I this is where I agree um, with uh, with Spencer Holbrook is that if there's a team in this game that could spurt, it is Ohio State. Ohio State could have a replica or something pretty close to that second, the last eight minutes of the second quarter when everything clicked offensively and defensively last week. Because we've seen it against good time opponents like Georgia last year. This offense is capable of doing that. I'm not sure Notre Dame is, you know what I mean? But I, I could be wrong, but I would agree. I think there's more of a propensity in this game for it to go 
much past the spread because of that very reason. Andy, it sounded to me like I gave my score prediction and then Tim decided to go go on a, a reasoning of his own. No, there. I'm still sticking with 34-24. I'm just messing oh, with you. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Give the 40-year vet a little bit of... Uh, I didn't talk myself into that, but I could have. Give him a little bit of, you know... I'm trying to be restrained because last year I predicted some of those big time and then the, you know, it was kind of like they took their foot off the gas or never had it on the gas or... What Tim, you let me tell you something. If the people just wanted to see the score predictions, we would post 11 words on the website yeah. with the score predictions and that's it. But they want to hear the reasoning. And yeah. if you don't, I don't know why you're watching. But yeah. I'm happy you are. We've analyzed it. It'd be great. I'm happy you are watching. Because it's a football Friday in Columbus, Ohio, the greatest city on earth and the greatest game on earth, college football. Uh, the biggest matchup in the greatest game featuring a team from the greatest city. Uh, that's Ohio State Notre Dame. Number six at number nine. Uh, Scarlet and Gray versus the Golden Dome. Um, you know, Woody versus uh, Newt Rockney. Eric Parsegian. Eric Parsegian uh, Newt Rockney. You, you know, John Wills versus Newt Rockney. All of the history. All of the pageantry. Although they never met. If you need a traditional college football matchup, you have it on Saturday night. And if you need coverage of that, you have it at Letterman Row. We will be there in South Bend, Notre Dame Stadium, in South Bend tomorrow. That's Saturday, and we can't wait to get there. Tim made the 40-year bet. He'll be there. Andy Backstrom, he'll be there. Matt Parker will be there in a nice little photo vest on the sideline. Make sure you look for him on TV. I'll be up in the press box with these guys uh, as we head over to South Bend for Ohio State, Notre Dame, number six versus number nine. And we will see you guys over there. Notre Dame Stadium. Cannot wait. Going to be an absolute banger. See you guys Saturday. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.